Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. New listeners, welcome. Returning listeners, welcome back. I am feeling a lot better than I was last week, which is awesome, of course. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I talked about how I'm able to show up for myself when I'm in a funk. In other words, I guess like if you needed a summary of the episode, it's all about how I do the bare minimum, but still um, stay true to my commitments and still take care of myself through the process instead of just completely unraveling and... You know how when you burn out and you just get to a point where you just can't function for what feels like days, maybe even weeks? Yeah, I used to do that and um, and feel like because I felt guilty for taking time off or doing the bare minimum, not being perfect, not perfectly following through with my routine and everything. So I put a lot of pressure on myself And where it would lead to is a place of burnout where then it was like, okay, now I'm just completely out of commission for who knows how long. And I have friends like that that I think still feel guilty about needing breaks or don't really necessarily know how to take breaks when the need comes on. And then I won't hear from them for like weeks or months and they'll come back and apologize and say like, you know how, um, you know how this goes and... And I totally understand that because I've been in the same situation and throughout the years I've learned to recognize it for what it is and then to, you know, hear the stories that I tell myself around it and and the guilt that comes up, um, recognize the guilt that comes up as a result and how to then navigate that process and um and to not end up burning out for weeks or months at a time and to just be able to so last week I really honestly just took two full days off and not even um I wouldn't even say full days off because I still worked on the business a little bit but I didn't expect myself to sit down and work from like 9 to 9 a.m to 2 p.m like I normally do I just did like recorded a podcast episode or you know whatever and you and it might be easy to think like well of course Lauren you have no responsibilities of course you can take time off for yourself but i just want you to know that these are methods that i used even when i was working full time uh tuesday through saturday and was a new stepmom and was just starting my business um and had obviously like a relationship to nurture and friendships and things like that. So I've used the these methods throughout different phases and different levels of busyness. And I think the bottom line is really just prioritizing what's important and what's a non-negotiable and what you can, you know, put aside for the next few days or a week or whatever, what you can push aside And that comes up with a lot of feelings of guilt and pressure on ourselves, especially as women. We're just so hard on ourselves. Anyway, that's a little summary of the episode. So if you haven't listened to last week, I would go back and listen to that when you get a chance. Because I was like, I recorded that podcast when I was in the thick of my funk. I'm not going to say that I was like super like blah because I love podcasting. So I was, you know, I was... You could tell that I was like a little bit drained, but it it's not like completely just a dump on you as if you were like listening as a friend or whatever. Um, there's a lot of good nuggets, but it's just less structured. I guess you could say that it's less structured than most of my episodes. It's more like a conversation as if you were sitting down with me and just chatting with me about what was going on. And, and I don't know about you, but I learned so much from the chats that I have with my friends 
especially when we're going through something either I am or they are or together and we talk through it. There are so many times I'll, I'll like be chatting with a friend and thinking to myself, oh, I wish this could go on the podcast because there's so many good parts to this conversation. So speaking of this week's topic, I said last week I wanted to put it off to this week because it's a heavier one and I definitely want to take my time through this one because I know it's sensitive for a lot of you. It can be sensitive for me as well. And um, I really just wanted to be able to put the utmost love and energy into recording this episode If you want to feel like you are sitting down with me having a conversation, like say you're my friend and you sit me down and you say, hey, Lauren, like I want to talk to you about this thing that I'm going through and me talk you through it, then you can pause this episode right now and grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or your favorite cocktail and get yourself in a place where you feel relaxed, whether that's outside, maybe you're sitting on your front or back porch and you have your preferred drink next to you or you're sitting on your couch, it's the afternoon or early evening and you have a candle lit and a nice glass of wine or kombucha in a wine glass. Um, Or maybe you're taking a walk, it's the morning and you're starting your day and you really want some inspirational conversation to lift you up. Um, Wherever that you are listening, just know that I am here with you in love and I am just here to have an honest conversation with you. So this might be a little bit longer of an episode, which is why I encourage you to settle in, or if you have to listen to it in different like parts, you can definitely do that. There's my chair creaking. I do that. Uh, I do that often actually where, you know, I'll start a podcast during my morning walk and then I'll have to pause it while I get some other stuff done and come back to it later. However you choose to listen is up to you. Um, but yeah, I just recommend finding yourself in a little bit of a grounded space because this is one that you might want to pay attention to, maybe take notes or maybe listen to even multiple times. That being said, let's talk about the fear of gaining weight and your partner no longer finding you attractive as a result. Before we fully get started, I just want to remind you that if you're not really big on social media or maybe you're not on Instagram where... I hang out the most nowadays and you but you still want updates from me you still want to feel connected to me maybe even more so then I would suggest getting onto my VIP email list if you're not already on it my newsletter that I send out weekly includes just word a words of wisdom so whatever lesson has come up for me this week that I want to share with you Uh, a quote of the week. So I give you a little cute quote card that you can save to your phone and share on social media if you want, or just use it as a reminder, use it as the background on your phone, whatever you want to do. I also include body acceptance updates, what is in the works with the brand, what special offers I might have available for you in the moment, what I'm working on and maybe want your feedback on. And then finally, I share whatever episode is live that week, and you are the first to get the link to that episode, and I give you a little synopsis of what it was about. So I just send you words of love and encouragement, and if you want to be a part of that email list, then you can just go to thebodyacceptance.com, and on the front page, you can sign up for my free body acceptance guide, and you'll automatically be added or you can hit the tab that says free guide and sign up there. Either way, you will be added and you'll be hearing from me weekly Friday mornings if you are in the States and depending on where else you are in Japan, they send out Saturday morning. So um, either way, between Friday and Saturday every week. All right. Now I promise that is all the announcements and introduction that we have. So let's dive in. Okay. So having a fear of gaining weight and as a result, your partner losing attraction, potentially losing your relationship is a common and a very valid fear. 
because we live in such an outward appearance, body size obsessed culture, how is it possible for us to completely escape the idea that thinner is better? or that certain body types are more attractive and desirable than others. So maybe we're not in the 90s anymore where you know having you wanted to be like stick thin model thin, but now there's this body type that's um risen that's like the Kardashian where you have a thin waist but you have a big booty, maybe you've got big boobs and so you're curvy but in the right places. You can have a butt, you can have curves but you have to have a flat stomach. I remember when I first got with my husband, his ideal, quote unquote, ideal woman or the, the, who he found most attractive was Nicki Minaj. And I remember how much that threw me off because I was like, okay, well, I guess I can work really hard to get like thin, but, uh, I don't know about (laughs) getting curvy in the right places like that now takes cosmetic surgery, which is why BBLs, uh, Brazilian butt lifts, if you're not familiar, where they, um, they take the fat out of your stomach and put it into your butt, which is something I always had said I wanted when I was like younger, I, before it was even a thing. Uh, I joked around about that when I used to, you know, really want to change my body and myself. Anyway, um, I've always had a really small booty and small boobs. I have more of like an athletic body type. So hearing that and seeing, you know, what is desirable right now in our culture has been really hard to cope with. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I actually had considered getting a BBL. Um, I know I've I, I know myself and I probably will never do it, but that's how prevalent, even when I feel like I know better or I've learned better, I still can be subjected to that, uh, to our culture that's, you know, body size obsessed. And so, um, so how can we escape that idea? Like, how can we fully get rid of it? And also, so not only are we internalizing these things, but our partners are as well. Or what if you're in a relationship with someone who's vocalized or said to you that maybe you're not the type that they normally go for and that puts pressure on you and you wonder why are they with me then? Or maybe you look into your partner's history or they tell you about their ex-girlfriends or show you pictures and they're supermodel, stick thin women or maybe super curvy maybe you feel like they're a lot more beautiful than maybe you feel or what if you met your partner after a period of successful dieting so when you meet them you're at your smaller weight but you're you have this fear constantly that they'll because you you know you had to work so hard to be at this size so you fear that if you gain weight and they see you at your larger size, like what's going to happen? So now you feel like you have to keep up this smaller side that, size that you worked so hard for. So these are the questions that many women ask themselves. And honestly, the reality is that yes, there are shallow men out there who will cheat or who will leave a woman after weight gain. That is a fact. The question here is, Are those the kind of men that you want to be with? Are those men even worth it? Or do they have underlying other issues that you don't even want to have to deal with? Now, here's the question to start asking yourself. What kind of relationship do you desire to have? What do you value in a relationship? And if a partner left you or cheated after you gained weight, were they actually doing you a favor? by leaving because now you see that what they they truly value and maybe that doesn't line up with what you value do you think that it's possible for you to validate yourself and for you to decide that you're enough whether or not your significant other is on board with that whether or not anyone else in the world believes that you're enough do you think it's possible for you to just decide i am enough and stand your ground in that way So these are the questions that we're going to explore throughout this episode. So what do you do if you're in a relationship and you want to pursue body acceptance, 
but you're afraid that you'll gain a bunch of weight and how that's going to impact your relationship. I feel like this is common for a lot of my friends that reach out to me and are curious about body acceptance or intuitive eating. They want this for themselves, but they fear what it's going to mean for their relationship or their potential to date someone in the future. So what do you do? First of all, I just want you to know that I have gone through this exact thing in my own relationship. As I described earlier, you know, my now husband was really into Nicki Minaj. When we met, we met with a shared love of going to the gym and taking all these protein and supplements and eating healthy together. And we still do that, but the way that we do it has changed. We were both really into the bodybuilding industry. We were interested in competing together. Um, and then we had, because like I said earlier, like I was in my smaller size too when I met him. And so, um, so I felt this like pressure to keep it up. So then, you know, what are we supposed to do when all of a sudden I change my mind and the things, a lot of the things that brought us closer together are suddenly not there anymore. How did it threaten our relationship and what did I do? So about eight years ago, we were six months into our relationship. This is my husband, Jason. And I asked, he was my then boyfriend, obviously. And I asked him if I was, if he was less attracted to me because I'd gained weight. He said yes. And that was really devastating to me. And at the time, I still believed that in order for me to be worthy of love and a healthy relationship and a partner I was attracted to, I had to be this certain size or had to look this certain way. So when he said that, I felt that all of that was confirmed. And I felt that the solution there was then for me to focus on myself and to try and change my body and make sure that I always stayed acceptable for his standards. I thought that instead of thinking about the fact that maybe there were some mindset shifts that we needed to do here, maybe there was some acceptance that needed to be done on both of our parts, but I didn't know that at the time. So that's when I got really deep into bodybuilding and obsessing over what I ate. I had such a fear that if I lost control and I gained all this weight that he was gonna leave me and that was terrifying because he was the best relationship I'd ever had. He was the healthiest relationship I'd ever had and I felt that if I lost him, I would lose everything. And so I got that. That I feel is a major part of what propelled me into my eating disorder and disordered eating behaviors was because I always had this fear like, that, oh, I'm okay if I gain weight, but what about him? I'm going to lose him and I can't risk that. And then it was on top of that, this fear that like I wouldn't be accepted by friends because anyone that met me in the smaller size now would be shocked if I were to gain weight. And so it just put a lot of layers onto it. And uh, of course, like I said, just led me into unhelpful behaviors for a long time. So... I think it wasn't even until three years into dating, and that was about five years ago now, I decided that I'd had enough and it was time for me to validate myself because even though, yes, I had this great relationship, I wasn't happy with myself, I was miserable in my own body, and I knew that there was a limit to my happiness in that case. How was I ever supposed to grow or become the person that I wanted to if I felt that I had to keep up this facade for this person who said that they loved me or claimed to love me unconditionally, how could I make that happen if I had to fight so fight myself so hard and just continue to hate myself more and more almost as the day went on and or as the I guess years went on and we had had up to this point so many conversations where I threw it in his face and was just like, how can I be with you if, you know, you only find me conditionally attractive? And he was like, yeah, how could you be with me? Like we hadn't found a solution. 
and we just kept going back and forth. And finally, I decided, like I said, that it was time for me to validate myself, regardless of whether or not I lost this relationship. I was willing to risk it all for myself, for my own sanity and my own happiness. So five years ago, I declared, he came home one day and I just told him that I was done dieting, I was done trying to manipulate my weight, and that I was going to pursue body acceptance and allow my weight to settle wherever it's naturally supposed to be. And I even told him, I, if you want to leave me because of this, I understand, but I need to do this for me. And so knowing how Jason felt at the time about weight and attraction, even though I said that and you know, it's not, it's, I did feel that it was important for me to take that step, I was still internally terrified. I was afraid to lose my relationship, but I was willing to take the risk of losing him because this felt like such an important choice for me. I was basically choosing freedom and liberation for myself over a relationship where I felt restricted and a life where I felt restricted. And so if you haven't heard the full details of that story, how we got from there to where we are now, with him included, just go back to our bonus episode. It's called Talking Body Image with My Husband. It's maybe like 10 or so episodes back. I wish it had a number to it, but it's just called Bonus Episode. Talking Body Image with My Husband. So we talk through exactly our thought process separately and then together and how we've gotten to where we are now. So that's an entirely different episode. And it wasn't an easy challenge to navigate at all. Probably one of our most difficult fights or source of tension. Um, And it took us a long time to work through, which is, but it was worth it, by the way, which is exactly why I'm sharing what I wish I'd known or what I wish someone would have told me as I was going through it. That's what this episode is all about, because Up to that point, when I had made that declaration, I'd never personally known anyone who made the same choice that I did. I was so used to men and women um, talking constantly about manipulating their own bodies in order to become more attractive for their partner. So most people around me, their solution was, let me change my body, let me make my body quote unquote, good enough, and then I'll be good enough for my partner instead of deciding, you know what? Like I'm good enough regardless of what my partner thinks. My body is valid and worthy as it is now, and I don't have to change to be loved and accepted. So let's take a few minutes to just talk about the mindset that we have around relationships and attraction and how it all brings us together. So to start, I want to talk about the common theme that happens when many of us get into a relationship or a marriage. This is the belief that I had and um, what I thought was okay because you know, they talk about unconditional love and um, and you think that if somebody loves me unconditionally, it doesn't matter what I do or how I present myself, they have to love me. I feel like that's a common misconception, especially in a new relationship when you're falling in love or already in love or maybe you have kids together. I think it's easy to give yourself permission to let yourself go. And what I mean by this is You feel like you don't have to work out anymore like you did when you were single and trying to attract a partner or wear clothes that make you feel good or making an effort just generally in whatever way that you usually do, whether that's wearing makeup, doing your hair, your nails, uh, getting all that done. And um, yeah, so I guess, I don't know, grooming yourself, you could call it. So in other words, it's really easy to become stagnant and to decide not to put in any of the effort that you did to take care of yourself when you wanted to attract a partner. 
And I think a common misconception that people have when they hear about body acceptance or self-love is that it means just that, like, let yourself go and decide, like, I'm just good enough as I am. And if my partner doesn't accept that, then that's on them. Yes, that is true that you are good enough as you are. And it's also important to recognize, like, why am I doing the things that I do? Like, why why do I put on makeup? Is it for me or is it for somebody else? Does this really uplift me and make me feel good? Or is it something that I just did to, I worked really hard to attract a partner and now I don't have to worry about it because I caught him, I trapped him. Um, and I know that before I met Jason, I was also very into, like I had a morning routine where I got up and went to the gym and um, and I was really big on you know prepping fresh meals at home that I like to cook and I had my own friends and and that was one of the things that attracted him to me in the first place or brought us together as we had our own lives we had our own things going on but then because of what I believed about relationships at the time I just kind of clung to him I skip I started skipping my morning gym routine because it was more comfortable to be in bed with him. I started to order takeout all the time with him because it was just easier. And I think that's part of the reason why attraction can tank because what we want is to take care of ourselves so that we feel good and um and what our partner wants is the same for us. They want us to feel good as well. And so taking care of yourself, I I think we just relate so much about taking care of ourselves for the sake of someone else, when in reality, we should be doing it for us and becoming the best, I guess, most grounded, centered version of ourselves. And if that so happens to attract your right person, there's a reason for that. You've set a standard. And if you just completely drop that, then you're, you're almost like fooling them in a way, I guess you could say. And in other words, like it's it's comfortable. It's easy to become stagnant and decide not to put in any of the effort um, and to just, I guess that's like a way of becoming codependent really is just deciding that like now my relationship is my source of joy and pleasure and everything else. And that's putting a lot of pressure on the relationship and the other person and that can really push someone away. So my opinion on that is that I believe that it is key that we continue to care for ourselves and to value ourselves and to pursue growth, especially when we're in a relationship. That is so important. And body acceptance and just self-love is really about getting out of our own way and taking off the expectations that we're living for someone else and choosing to value our own worthiness and decide again validate that we are enough and because I love myself so much I'm going to care for myself on a deep level I have been recently watching um the little women of LA and the there's Christy and she is in she's married to this guy I forget his name but she is constantly I'm near the end of like season eight and she is so not attracted to her partner anymore her husband anymore because he's not taking care of himself which means that he when she wants to go on adventures and do things like he doesn't have the mobility to because he hasn't taken care of himself and he's not willing to make the changes so she doesn't feel like she has a life partner that can really, you know, help her grow and experience life with her to the fullest. So she's thinking of leaving the relationship. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. You know, I also grew up seeing my mom care for herself so deeply and her appearance and all of that. And then my dad kind of is the opposite, doesn't really take care of himself and he'll have like a bout of motivation and he's kind of an extremist in that way to where he thinks that exercise, exercising has to look a really specific way. So he'll push himself really hard and then burn out like two weeks later. 
and he thinks that eating healthy has to be an all or nothing kind of thing. So like he really loves diets. So he loves keto because it gives him a really strict regimen. It's black or white. It's easy for him to think about. But then again, he burns himself out and only, so he's like, he's either eating super healthy or following a diet to the T or he's just completely like eating a stick of butter um, on his breakfast or whatever it is. And I've watched my parents struggle with that over the years and my mom almost have to like nag at him to take care of himself. And when you're in a partnership or relationship, that becomes especially important as you get older and things start to change and maybe you can't do what you used to do and now you have this partner that's unable to keep up with you. So you really have to think about the long term and even the current of like, okay, how does this help me? How does me feeling good and me taking care of myself help me just experience life to the fullest? Whether or not you have a partner with you to do that or friends or whatever, like how can you be your most centerful self? And then in that way, you'll attract those kind of relationships. Um, I feel like I'm kind of rambling on this episode, but hopefully you're getting some good things in there because again, I, I just feel like this is such a complex thing. So, um, so now that you have this like partner, if you do, the point of a partnership is not to tell each other like, oh, you're perfect exactly how you are, never change. And then you guys just hang out for the rest of your lives and live happy, happily ever after. The point of a partnership is literally, and this is why I think we get married, is to literally partner up with that person. Like that's the person that you chose. I want to go through life with you. I wanna work through life's challenges with you. I wanna grow with you and see who we can become. I want you to be my life partner. So you can work with that person on enhancing the quality of your lives, becoming the best version of yourself, living out whatever dream that you have to travel or have kids and then a large family with grandkids or whatever it is. And I didn't realize this until years into our relationship, but for me, it's so key that Jason is on board with treating me with respect and uplifting with me or uplifting me, not with me. And if he pulls me down, if, if I feel like he's holding me back, that's not a true partnership. That's a draining codependent relationship. And as long as you stay in a relationship like that, you'll be stuck in the same place that you're in now. And again, traditionally, I feel like with the generation of my parents, maybe even grandparents, is it was like, okay, we're getting into this marriage because getting married and having kids is what you do. I found this person that like, yeah, we're good enough together. I, you get, you, they tend to get, or I know my parents got married really young. Jason and I didn't get married until I was 30 and he was like 35, but I wanted to wait that long because I already had seen, you know, growing up in the relationships I saw around me that I wanted a partnership and not a marriage that was, yes, we were young, we had kids, so the next step was to uh, get married or really the first step is to get married, quote unquote, and have kids. And then now we're raising these kids together and here's what it looks like. Husband goes to work, wife stays home and takes care of the kids and cooks and cleans. It's like that whole traditional sense. And then, you know, and now I'm in this marriage and I don't even know who I am. And I, but now I have these kids and we have this house. I have to stay in this marriage. Even if I'm unhappy, I don't know anything else. I don't know what it's like to be in another marriage. So I guess this is as good as it's gonna get. We're staying together for the kids. We're putting on this united front, but really this person, like this is just, we're just in a stagnant place. I'm working my nine to five. He's working his nine to five. Uh, especially as the kids get older and we come home and we follow the rules of society and that's all there is to it. And because we're staying married and 
were semi-faithful to each other or fully faithful in God's eyes were doing the right thing. And this is what life is all about is doing the right thing and following the steps of what a person is supposed to do to do in their life. So, um, I think that's the typical way that people view a relationship or a marriage. And I know, like I said, I had the same views before because I was raised in a traditional household I saw my mom take care of my dad. He, I don't even think, can cook for himself. Um, and then the man is supposed to take care of the finances and the, the household like stuff, like fixing things, I guess. And so because I grew up seeing that, I developed a mindset where I believed that my role is to serve Jason and to mold myself into his dream woman And so that I could become quote unquote wifey material. And so part of that meant because I had learned that I stopped in the beginning of our relationship, I stopped focusing so much on my own needs and desires. And I felt like it was my obligation to think about him more so that I could serve him in whatever way. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm serving him, then I'm a good wife or a good partner. So I had began, begun to think of ways to become his ideal woman. And then I stopped, in the process, I stopped thinking about how I could become my own ideal woman. And like I said before, that meant that I exchanged my morning gym sessions for cuddles in bed. And I tried to keep up with everything that he ate because I was embarrassed to voice my own preferences and to recognize that him and I were individual beings coming together. I felt that it was easier to just go along with what he wanted because that's how I was raised, to be a people pleaser. So I ate what he ate. I stopped paying attention to my own hunger and satisfaction. And because him and I have completely different preferences and metabolism that took a toll on me. So in other words, I didn't realize at the time that the way I take care of and treat myself is a prime example to him of how he can care for me and in the process develop a stronger level of attraction for me. So I believe that it's crucial to take care of yourself first in a relationship as counterintuitive as that may sound but your relationship is only going to be as healthy as you are. So the next question is this, what advice would I give to someone whose partner is very image focused and has a specific idea of what a desirable woman looks like? Because yeah, I'm sharing my story of how I got through it with Jason, but not every person is the same. Not every relationship is the same. All you can control is yourself and your own thoughts and beliefs and what you do as a result of those. So first of all, I just want to talk about how choosing to enter a relationship to actually have a partnership with someone and to declare that you're entering into that relationship is much different than simply having sex with someone based on attraction. I personally believe that sex and relationships are two separate things and categories. Um, And I know that's another controversial thing that I believe, but that's why I think in some relationships it works for like open relationships. Um, It can work to have sex with different people, but be in a relationship with a primary person because yes, sex is an important part of a relationship, but an all around relationship is about entering into a partnership with someone. So it almost like requires a whole different set of, um, a whole different set of tools really than just to have sex, just basically having sex with someone. Sex is so simple relationships are very complex. So the point of entering into a relationship is again, to build a partnership, to find someone and say to them, I feel like I could go through life with you because we are naturally uh, that way as humans. We're just built to find community and find partnership. So the point is to go deeper and to build something stronger. 
So if your partner is so fixated on the way that you look and nothing more, that's not love. That's just objectification. And if they want to go objectify someone else and if they just want to have sex with other people and that's just what they're looking for, then that's completely fine. But if you are looking for a relationship and a partnership, you are worth much more than someone who's just going to objectify you and then say like, oh, hey, we're in a relationship because it's convenient or whatever. And so kind of what I had talked about earlier, um, bringing up the controversial topic of open relationships or really just whatever whatever dynamic that you choose to enter in within your relationship, I think every relationship is different and I respect everybody's choice to um, have an agreement, make an agreement with your partner about what is and what isn't acceptable and the boundaries that you set as far as uh, like physical attraction goes or relations with each other, other people or whatever. Um, I do believe that it's healthy and normal for you and your partner to find other people visually attractive. You know, relationships can are often just so romanticized that we're told we shouldn't have eyes for anyone but our significant other. Like we should have tunnel vision for them and never see anybody else in our lives. And I'll admit that when Jason and I first got together, he was the only man that I found attracted attractive. And I think that's more so lust than it is love. That's like, you know, the honeymoon phase. And if you've been in a relationship ever long enough, you know that that goes away. It's inevitable because when you're first getting with someone, your body is designed to have that chemical reaction and to, um, yeah, develop that tunnel vision for them. So it's a chemical reaction, but then over time that fades And again, what's left is the partnership that you have. So when I believed the traditional, you know, thing of he should only have eyes for you, you should only have eyes for him. If you're attracted to other people, it's a sign that their relationship isn't right or that something is going wrong and they're going to cheat on you. No, it's just in our human nature to find people and things attractive. We're visual creatures. So now that I know this and after I learned it, I recognize that I can appreciate the beauty of another woman and with Jace, I can, I can allow him to point that out to me or for us to both just look at a woman walking by and say like, wow, she's so beautiful. Or Jason is okay with me commenting on if I see like a handsome man, or I'm like, oh wow, he's so hot. Because we are wired to find people physically attracted, attractive, and that's part of reproduction, like what, what drives us to uh, reproduce, which is what keeps um, the world going. It's literally in our nature. So what happens when we get into a relationship and feel like I should be the only person that my partner ever finds attractive ever again it makes it really difficult for that partnership or that relationship if you try and stifle theirs or your natural attraction to others. That's when they might begin hiding things from you or doing sneaky things because they feel shame or they feel like they've done something wrong. Maybe the same goes for you. Maybe you feel like you have to hide things And that's where affairs come out of is that nobody feels safe to fully express their attraction because having an attraction to someone else is so threatening to the partner because they think immediately, oh, physical attraction. If he's attracted to that woman, he's going to leave me for that woman. But the truth is, is that there, yes, there's physical attraction. I am physically attracted to other men. But what I recognize is that Jason and I have a really strong foundation that we've built over the last almost nine years, and really no one can compete with that. So it's not a threat to him if I'm attracted to other people. So like I said before, love and attraction are two separate things. I do believe that it's important for you to be attracted to your partner, 
But remember that attraction is subjective. It's not just based on outward appearance. So I know that it's controversial for me to say uh, that it's all right for your man or your partner to check out another person or for them to vocalize finding another person attractive. You might not agree with me. Maybe that's not within the bounds of your or the agreement of your relationship. That's totally fine. But what I'm saying, the reason I'm saying this is because it helps to remember that if your partner finds someone else visually appealing, it does not take anything from your own beauty. It's not a threat to you. It's not that they see something that the other person has more to offer or whatever. It's just different. Some people just enjoy variety. Actually, I think most of us, if we really admit it, (laughs) enjoy variety. So it's not about you being less worthy than that other person. You're just a different flavor. We like the different flavors. So the other part of this is that it's normal for physical attraction to waver throughout the relationship. You're not always going to think that your partner is the sexiest person alive. And that also has to do with chemicals and hormones and the changes that we go through. So sometimes you're going to find your partner to be super sexy. You're going to be really into them and sometimes not so much. And it doesn't mean that you love them any less or that they're not the person for you. It's just part of a normal phase in a long-term relationship. It's unrealistic to believe that you should be super physically attracted to someone 100% of the time. I bet you're not even attracted to yourself 100% of the time. If you think about it, again, like if you're a woman, depending on where your hormonal cycle is uh, or where you're at in your cycle, there are going to be times maybe around ovulation where you look in the mirror and you think like, wow, I'm so beautiful. I'm so like, I look hot. And then maybe you're closer to your period or you're PMSing and all of a sudden you're like, ew, why do I look like this? So you're not even attracted to yourself 100% of the time. How can you expect your partner to be super attracted to you or you to be super attracted to them 100% of the time. So this goes into the conversation of, again, if attraction is different than love, being attracted to someone is different than building a relationship with them, then if your partner is willing to leave you based on your looks changing, then maybe they weren't the right lifetime partner for you in the first place. And I say this because we age. And when we age, our bodies change with age. Whether we like it or not, as much as we try and halt the process of aging, it happens. And we're going to look completely different than in 20 years from now than we do right now. And even beyond just thinking about aging, what if something drastic happens, God forbid, to either of you? and it changes something about your body, would you still love each other then? Would your partner still commit to you if you developed a physical abnormality for whatever reason? And so as I was talking about earlier of how Jason and I grappled with my weight gain for so long and had so many conversations to try and understand where each other was coming from and, you know, maybe rewire our ideas about attraction in relationship this was one of the main conversations that it was one of those times where I really felt like I got through to him it really stuck with him and I think it helped us have a major breakthrough because he did realize that wow like looks are fleeting and if I'm only with you for the way that you look then what am I doing why am I here And he decided that he wanted to be with me for more than just how I look. Because again, he realized he could go out if he wanted to be a single man and go have sex with anybody, he could. But he wanted something more with me. So let's dive deeper into what attraction is and what makes two people drawn to each other. I want to start just by sharing some of the factors that can strengthen attraction within a relationship, no matter what gender, that don't have anything to do with your appearance. So maybe, you know, you want to strengthen your attraction to your partner or their attraction to you, but 
you want to do that outside of having to change your appearance or them changing theirs. Here are some ways. So seeing your partner in their own element, knowing that they have a life and identity outside of the partnership you've built together. So for me and Jason, he is very attracted to me when he sees me singing or playing my guitar or sharing my music with others when he hears about my podcast or people talk to me about my podcast episode uh, or he now is like going to work and bragging that I'm a self-published author and gets to talk about you know those things and he's drawn to me for that for Jason for the way that I feel about him and what makes me more attracted to him is that He is one of the most social people I know, and he's so good at making new friends in any environment. So I'm so attracted to him when I see him in an environment where he's like the center of attention and just totally thriving. I especially love, honestly, when he's like surrounded by women, whether it's my mom and her friends or a group of strangers that we've met on vacation. I just love how charismatic he is and how he makes people feel so good because that's one of the things that drew me to him in the first place. We all love a partner who takes care of themselves. And I mean mentally, physically, they practice good hygiene, they honor their own needs, they set their boundaries. Um, We're attracted to the confidence that comes as a result of your partner taking care of themselves because they know that their worth as a person extends far beyond their identity as a wife or a mother or a husband or a dad. We're attracted to someone that's committed to growth and taking you along the journey with them. So in other words, growing together. Uh, Some people are attracted to their partner when they help around the house and don't just leave everything to you. That has to do with also whatever your love language is. If it's acts of service, you love when they do the dishes without being prompted and then you're suddenly more attracted and drawn to them. Uh, People are attracted to someone that's thoughtful and anticipates your needs or thinks about what can I do to help make your day better. Uh, We're attracted to adventure and newness. So you're getting to see your partner in a different light after going through something together and coming out the other side stronger. So everyone has a different list of what builds attraction for them. Have you actually sat down and had a conversation with your partner about the specific, specific qualities that they're attracted to you or you're attracted to you? Maybe that's something that you can sit down together and make a list of like what makes us drawn to each other. How can you make your attraction toward each other less about the physical and more about your overall connection? And if you do have a strong connection or you build a stronger connection, you're literally going to see your partner differently in a positive way. And most people think that it's the other way around that you have to be attracted and then you'll connect but I believe and from experience have found that attraction actually builds with connection so when I first met Jason I didn't give him a second look like I thought he was really nice I was like wow this guy is so sweet and kind but I wasn't physically attracted to him and this isn't because he's not attractive he just wasn't the type that I usually went for And so I wasn't attracted to him until we built an intimate connection. Now that I feel intimately connected to him, I personally think he's the most handsome guy uh, ever. (laughs) And, um, And I don't mean like, again, conventionally the most handsome guy. I find him to be more attractive than I find anybody else. And I know that a major part of me feeling that way is because of who he is as a person. I'm attracted to his whole being and the chemistry that we've built together. Again, the chemicals in your body will literally shift to make you more or less attracted to someone. That's why even crazy enough women who maybe met their partner on birth control, if they decide to transition off of birth control, some women have actually lost attraction to their partner in that process like because the chemicals in their body change 
and they realized like, wow, the birth control played, the way that it shifted my hormones played a big part in me being attracted to my partner. Now what do I do? It's crazy. Okay, so we have gone through a lot so far. And so I just want to check in and acknowledge that maybe you hear what I'm saying. You know that it makes sense, but you're still feeling this fear to release control of your weight. What do you do? First of all, I just want to ask you if it's really about your weight or if it's about how you want to feel and you feeling good in your skin. Because most of us, when we say that we want to lose weight, what we're actually saying is there's like an underlying desire for that. If it is you thinking that you need to be a certain size in order to be desirable to someone, that's mindset work that needs to be done. If you feel like you want to lose weight so that you can be uh, more, you can go on more adventures with your partner. Okay, so how can you make that happen without having to focus on controlling your weight or being on a restrictive diet or exercise regimen that you hate? Can you go on walks every morning uh, in nature? Can you start to go on mini weekend hikes with your either your partner or your friends? How can you go after the result that you're looking for directly and without having to restrict yourself and change your life and make your life smaller in order to make your body smaller? So how can you how can you improve yourself in your life without having to focus on the weight? The weight will do what it needs to do. And if you do take time to practice taking care of yourself for the sake of taking care of yourself and not trying to shrink your body, you might notice that sometimes people, sometimes you might lose weight. Sometimes you will gain weight depending on whatever your body's needs are but regardless of your weight you're gonna feel better you're gonna feel more confident because you're taking care of yourself so i just want to start by saying that and to let you know as well that it is completely okay and normal to be hesitant about making this choice to choose body acceptance or to eat intuitively or to release control of your weight only you know the pace that you feel you want to go at when it comes to doing this work. And for now, what I encourage you to do is get curious about why you still feel that fear. I think journaling is a great tool that can help you gain some clarity. Or if you don't feel like sitting down to journal, you can just have a conversation with yourself out loud. I do that all the time, almost every day. Just talk out loud to myself Uh, close my eyes and just have a conversation with myself. So that being said, I do have a few more thoughts and suggestions to share about, about releasing the, having the fear to release control of your weight. So as I kind of touched on before, think about what is truly important to you. What do you value and what would be important to someone that loves you? Do you think that your spouse would rather have you hide from photos or do you think they'd actually want to create memories with you and that it doesn't really matter to them as much as it matters to you what you look like in those photos? Do you think that they're going to want you to sacrifice date nights out in exchange for a flatter tummy because you're afraid to go out and eat and drink too much? What do you really value in a relationship? And of course, this also depends on the way that you carry yourself. Say you don't want to give up your pursuit of weight loss, so you're still trying to lose weight, but how are you carrying yourself in the meantime? Are you still holding on to the idea that you're not going to be good enough until you're smaller? Are you hiding your body in bed and not wanting to show yourself to your partner? Are you constantly berating yourself and your body in front of them? Because remember, they internalize that. You point out something that maybe they haven't noticed, now they're going to notice it. So are you keeping yourself small? And are you projecting the idea that you're unworthy or unattractive until you lose weight? So you're almost putting your life on hold and maybe your partner's too. What if no matter what the outcome of your weight 
you committed to loving yourself and respecting yourself in the way that you'd want your partner to do just for you. And all you have to do is start there. So you can do this by taking yourself on dates, pampering yourself, deciding that you are enough right now, regardless of what your partner says. So like I said, if if changing your body and pursuing weight loss is something that you're not ready to give up, that is completely fine. In the process of you doing that, just remember that you are still worthy as you are. You're still worthy of taking yourself on dates or practicing self-care or feeling beautiful in your skin. I can tell you that when I released control of my weight and I decided to stop dieting, I was at the point where I was willing to give up my relationship so that I would no longer have to obsess over being good enough for Jason or making sure his attraction didn't waver because I feared that if it did, he might cheat on me or leave me. I realized that my values of a relationship were completely different and I even questioned for a while of whether or not I was in the right relationship. And if I wasn't, I was building myself up to be in a relationship with myself, a very strong relationship. And if that later on in life attracted me to the right partner, I was also open to that. But I was willing to make that sacrifice for my own liberation and happiness. And I just, as I said, I outright told him that. And once I stopped dieting, we both didn't know where it would end up. Years later, I am about 50 pounds heavier than I was when I made that declaration. I didn't know how much I was going to gain. All I knew was that I wanted my freedom. And when I gained that weight, Jason didn't leave me. He didn't cheat on me. And surprisingly, he actually became more and more attracted to me to the point where these days he can't even keep his hands off me most of the time. And why is that? If I gained weight and that was my fear and that was his fear and that was against what we thought is supposed to happen in a relationship when one partner gains weight, how did this happen? Because I liberated myself. I chose me. And I decided that I was worthy and am worthy and sexy without needing any validation from him. And because I made those choices, I became a fully embodied woman. And because Jason loves me so much, that's what he wanted for me all along. It wasn't about me being a smaller size. He wanted me to accept myself and be exactly who I am and to validate myself without the need of others. So I want you to recognize that you're not just giving up the pursuit of unrealistic weight loss goals or body changes for nothing. You give it up in exchange for so many things, whether that's your sanity, your pleasure, connection with others, trust with yourself, freedom to explore who you really are beyond your body. That's an obsession that weighs you down and only you get to decide if all of that is worth it. So finally, just remember that you have to validate yourself and decide that you're enough. No one else, not even your partner, can do that for you. And that is the uh, abrupt ending to this episode. I feel like we covered a lot and in so many different ways. I feel like I had to snake down some windy roads to get to you know, where we ended up. And as always... Even if there's just one thing that you take from this episode, that's enough for me. I know even if even when I do cover a lot, when I'm listening to something or reading a book and a lot is covered, I cling on to the exact messages that I need to hear. And then if I need to come back later on and re-listen or reread after I've worked through like my initial stuff, Every time I listen or reread something, it seems that something new pops out or resonates with me. So if you found this episode helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend or to leave me a five-star review on iTunes so that more people can find this podcast and benefit from this message. So to keep this vibe going, 
I would love to hear your biggest takeaway or aha moment from the episode. You can either share that in an Instagram post or story and tag me at Lauren M. Kendrick. Or if you're on my VIP email list, you can just reply to any of the week the weekly emails that I send. As I said at the beginning of this episode, if you want to get on that VIP list, just go to thebodyacceptance.com and sign up for the free body acceptance guide and you'll automatically be added. So that's all that I have for you this week and I can't wait to chat with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you'd leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week, but until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.